to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK Season 6, Episodes 5 through to 8. Now, Chris, I've got to tell you, I am loving this series. Oh, Dave, you know what? It's For me, it's turning into everything I wanted from Love Island. You know... The first week, bit of a slow burner. And I, I said before, I've dipped in and out of this series many times. And I remember you said, you've got to watch a certain episode or a certain clip. And I have dipped my toe, but I've never actually sat down and been dedicated to it. And me and Sam are loving it. So much so, Dave, we're going back in time and we're going to probably go back and watch some of them. And I know you've recommended the Aussie one to go back on, but it's just for me now, this second week has been sensational. And I would start off with the Aussie one, to be honest, because I went back to season one, UK Married at First Sight, and it's very vanilla. You know, it spends a bit more time on the science. It's going through, you know, well, this couple will be compatible for all of these reasons. So that's quite interesting. And then I think it was three couples, and then they followed them around, you know, from the wedding to the honeymoon and then moving in together and, you know, all the trials and tribulations that come with that. But to be honest, the one that the Aussie one done, and and this kind of takes takes a, a leaf from that book, it's the dinner parties. It's the cross-pollination between the couples that just makes it so brilliant. You get all these different uh, personalities and then you get all of this naughtiness, Chris, going on between the couples. And that is what makes for fantastic TV. I've got to tell you, I mean, I think I might be enjoying this one a bit more than Love Island. I am. And I'll tell you why, Dave, because we said, didn't we? No, we were joking about, you know, I said Belly Island, whatever we said about having these and not just me, everyone has said it. You've mentioned it previously, like, wouldn't it be great to have sort of middle-aged people come on? And we have got younger ones on, you know, Love Island age range, but we've got a variation of people. And I, I will say, I probably give the Love Island cast a hard time for their age and saying how immature they are. Because some of these are fucking as old as me and you. And in Frankie's case, he's older. And he's just a dick, Dave. You know, you see, thinking, well, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're a dick... You're a dick. And I'm just thought it'd be a nice little segue to talk about. I think Frankie is a fucking head the ball, Dave. And I've got a friend who was in the army like him, very regimented, you know, because they grow up from being a kid in this, like everything's set to proper, you know, uh, slots, times, everything's done in a certain way, isn't it? And obviously yeah. he's, a, he's a PT. He's got a look, great life by the looks of it in Dubai. And I know you've said this off the podcast, but, and I agree with, is that what, what I just don't understand these intentions. Why would you want to come back to the UK? And, and no disrespect to Marilee, she's a lovely girl, but like she's got two kids. These are totally different lifestyle. He's going to have to come back here. He's probably not earning the same money. I don't buy that he's in this, in you know, for the real reasons. And also, I said Marilise was on Facebook offering the £50 video call things. Not these celebrities we've said in the past, like, you know, <laughs> you get these, she's on there. I spotted her on Facebook. It come up with like 
you know, like you say, Keith in the office, things like that. And then this, I was like, Marilise, who the fuck's Marilise? And she's got the same dress on that she's got in the promo shot for this show. And I'm like, and he says, from Married at First Sight UK. And I'm like, oh my God, are you that fucking desperate for 50 quid? So I'm not necessarily believing that she hasn't got this sort of, I'm after stardom lifestyle and the fame and fortune bollocks because I think she's been in a few things. But for me, Frankie is just red flag. Dave isn't even in it. <laughs> I don't necessarily think he's a dick. I I think there's something going on there that's a little bit strange. So, I mean, this week, Chris, it's been like a, it's almost like a, a series of two halves, isn't it? Because first couple of episodes, we saw a few of the other couples and they go through the whole process of getting married and everything. And then we see a bit of the honeymoons and then we get into the dinner dates or dinner party stuff later in the week. But with with the interactions with Frankie and Marilise, you can't read him at all, can you? No. You know, when she's talking about the kids and everything, he sort of looks at her like with that very intense stare. And then he's like, yeah, it's all right. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I'd be, I'd be asking like, well, didn't you want kids? You know, how come you're the age that you are and you haven't had kids? I think as someone with kids, that'd be something I'd be interested in knowing. And she hasn't really asked him about it at all. And uh, yeah, like you say, he seems like he's, built himself a decent life over there. It just seems very, very odd as to why he's coming on this show, to be honest. And, you know, it, it can't be for the fame. Um, I, I, oh, well, he seems like a very intensely private person, doesn't he? Yeah. But then I think as I've been saying that, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's just a bit of fame for his business in Dubai. <laughs> could be it could be Dave I mean look he's not going to be short on what he's doing that you know they're so rich most of the people over there that he could probably charge whatever he wants like look we've not seen anything horrendous from him but I don't like his aura and I don't like the way he speaks to Marilyn everything's a fucking competition he's literally at the point where he's going to have two toilets in the bathroom and see you can fucking shit the quickest Dave he just seems to be so competitive <laughs> it's unbelievable I know that's crude but it, it's just I, I don't like, I just don't like what he's bringing to the table at the moment. I, I did think it was funny. He was trying to show off, wasn't he, with the stand-up, with the paddle boarding, and then he ended up just falling in himself. I know, and he was saying to one oh, well, you know, we're going to do this, and I'm going to be really good, and you're just going to keep falling over. And I'm thinking, well, what a way to fucking big up your missus, you know what I mean? Just completely fucking character assassinate her before you've even done the things. You can see her looking going... Yeah, okay. But but to be fair, she does seem happy with him, Dave, at the moment. Mm. I, I don't know whether we'll see cracks forming and we've seen a bit of a VT possibly as we go into sort of next week. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, so look, I'm happy to be wrong. But uh, Dave, I've not used it this series. The reality radar is back, my friend. And I'm <laughs> telling you, we've not seen it for a few weeks. They saw it off. What, what's, all right. Uh, yeah, again. You don't need a reality radar there. <laughs> He's just fiercely private, isn't he? Very old school values, clearly. You know, I think he wants a woman to stay at home and look after him, do his ironing, cook his tea and everything, I think. And so I can't imagine when they're kind of living together that that'll go particularly well. Mm. 
But Chris, I don't know if it's going to be any worse than Jordan and Alexis. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. Now, Dave, I was building up to it and you've gone in there and I've got to go with you because I'm honestly, I've been really excited to talk about this. But also, just to back, before we go into them, Nikita gets involved in their fucking argument at the dinner date, has to make it about herself, talking about Alexis as if she's a fucking long-lost friend from 35 years. And ultimately, it costs Nikita a place in the house, hasn't it, Dave? You know, in in the relationship, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, she's just like, she's going on about... (sighs) So Nikita is going on. Like you say, she's battling Alexis's corner as if like they've known each other, their best mates since school. Um, but she's just fucking, she's just looking for an argument, isn't she? That whole thing, that announcement that Nikita did about, oh, I'll tell you as if you're on my good side, you know, and everyone's just like looking around like, are you for fucking real? <laughs> like, and it was just a matter of time before she got pissed off with someone over something. And we'd seen it on the uh, on the honeymoon with Jordan and Alexis, how much he doesn't like swearing, does he? Yeah. And also, he has got no poker fight face whatsoever. And I think Nikita actually started off, she was like, oh, he looks a bit my type. But then as soon as they started talking, they were just rubbing each other up the wrong way. <laughs> and uh, Chris, I loved it. and you know what though Dave where do you stand on it all because for me like I think Alexis is trigger happy she's not Nikita trigger happy as in getting like you know she goes from one to a hundred but I felt sorry for Dave I do I don't like this Jordan at all I think Alexis is a pretty girl. She has got a, she is a bit of a temper. I think she's one of these ones where she says that herself, she wears a harness sleeve. She's very protective, very thingy. But once she cracked that sort of egg, she's a really loving person. And I felt like Jordan was gaslighting her. He was really, I just don't mm-hmm. like him, Dave. I don't like him one bit. I think, he, like you say, he's got no poker face. He seems really old school, quite, his values don't really match up to hers. He even said, you know, my my type is a blonde. And it's like, well, why have the... I don't understand why they've matched them up then. Exactly. Chris, I'm sure I said this last week. These matchmakers are not good. And I'm being diplomatic there. I think they're fucking shit, actually. <laughs> His type, he's very specific. Oh, my type is blonde hair, blue eyes and tanned. Well, that is not quite as specific as Nikita, but it is very specific. And... Where do you stand, Chris, on should he have been honest? Because he was just being a nice boy there, wasn't he? Being honest about what is his normal type. Whereas I just think sometimes, you know, it's appropriate to just choose other attributes other than things like that, which you are clearly not on the middle of your fucking honeymoon. I I don't know. it, It was brutal for me. And... Again, it was brutal, you could say, on Jordan's point for just being honest, telling her how it is. But, you know, brutal from the matchmakers as well, because surely if they're not asking those types of questions, they're pretty fucking basic, aren't they? Um, I, I, I don't know. I was I was at a loss with that one, Chris. No, and I'm with you on that, because, look, Dave, growing up as a kid, 
I love Pamela Anderson. Absolutely loved, you know, the blonde. Obviously, for there was probably a couple of reasons I love Pamela Anderson, Dave. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I was obsessed with Pam for as growing up as a kid. But I also loved Jet from Gladiators, Dave. Brown hair, you know, it all oh, yeah. funny enough, this all fit around Saturday night TV in my bedroom day from about five o'clock when I was about 13, 14. But there you go, let's not <laughs> go into that. Um coincidentally though, just just as a as a Subcut thing there, Dave. I am actually back under the hospital for my shoulder, Dave, but maybe all the music oh, completely just, unrelated. Yeah, to unrelated, this, obviously. To Jet from Gladiators. I'm <laughs> <Pamela> Anderson. <laughs> or CJ, as she was known in Baywatch. But there you go. I used to know all the vital stats, Dave. But what I'm saying is, you know, I grew up, you know, blonde, brown hair, whatever. You know, I'm married to someone who's got brown hair. And, you know, I always say my type is that I love that dark-haired look as I've got older, but I, I wouldn't, if you're in love with someone or you were single or you you really like someone, it doesn't really matter what colour hair they've got or anything. I think, I don't know, we, we've seen this with the girls, obviously Morag did it and obviously, you know, hers was like saying to fucking Luke who she's with, you know, oh, did you get what you ordered? It's like, that's not how it works. And that's why you fucking stupid people are single. Because if you're going around with a tick list going, well, I tell you what, that person's got nine out of 10 attributes that I want. You'll do. Or they've only got six. Well, you're not going to do. It's just nonsense, Dave. So I think with Jordan, he was wrong in what he did. I think when Alexis shouts up, yeah, he keeps saying, I don't like swearing, but he's gaslighting her, Dave, all the time. Mm. He knows what he's doing. I, honestly, I'm, I absolutely do not like that guy at all. I just think there's something really dodgy about him again. And I'd, and this isn't just to stick up for all the guys, because these couple of the girls I'm going to lay into in a minute, but I don't know, Dave. He's somewhat off about him as well. And I, I, I with you, I question in the fucking matchmakers, because literally nobody has got their type at all. If that if there is yeah. a type, you know what I mean? It's, I, it's yeah, I mean, it, it just seems incredibly shallow to me. Um, yes. And, you know, just all superficial. Nothing about, I mean, Alexis is absolutely stunning. And they look great as a couple together as well. But, you know, he he's just not even entertaining it, to be honest. And, and we'll get on to the afters with the dinner party a bit later. Um, but... Before we go there, Chris, what, what do you reckon to Amy and Josh? So so I thought Josh was a typical reality TV special. He has been on other things. Amy, obviously, she's got really tragic backstory, losing the children and that, you know, really bad, Dave. And I just thought, no, I'm not feeling it. But then all of a sudden, she just become thirsty for a bit of Josh, Dave, literally. And then the next minute, they seem quite compatible. They seem like there's a there's a relationship there. Uh, is it for cameras? Do I think we're going to get more than six months out of them? Probably not. But th there does seem to be a connection now that I hadn't saw initially. Because when they're on the honeymoon, it was just like absolutely nothing going on. But as this has gone on, they've obviously had sex. There is something there, whether it's a physical attraction. But I, I'm sort of buying into it at the moment. I'm not. <laughs> there, there is absolutely a lust thing bit of chemistry going on between them but that's the start middle and end of it chris he's 26 she's 34 she's fucking thinking babies he's like saying oh yeah i was a bit of a player but now i decided to come on married at first sight so i'm not bullshit you don't turn it off just like that so i am um, 
sure they're having fantastic sex, but that's the end of it. Again, it's just not a, it's not a good match for me. I just think where they are in their lives is just completely incompatible. So we'll get a few weeks out. I mean, we've seen the, uh, a bit of a preview for next week. There's obviously going to be a bit of fieriness. Um, you know, when they're living together, they're going to get under each other's feet, I think. Um, and it started off that way, didn't it? It started off very weird. Like he was picking at little things that she was doing. She obviously wanted a bit more kind of, uh, physical contact with him being a bit more touchy feely just as a person. And he's like, what are you doing? So yeah, they're not going through a bad time of it at the minute, but I just don't see a, a future for them at all. We'll see. Look, I'm just saying at the moment I bought into from where they are to now a little bit better, but what about Dave Taylor and Adam? The love word has been dropped in that one. Well, uh probably the only couple where you think ah oh, no, all right the matchmakers have done all right there but again i'm not going to give them too much credit because i don't think it's that hard to place these two together um i think adam he's another one of these that's like oh i've never had a girlfriend <laughs> we hear that so many times on like love island and i just i don't understand how you navigate life we just never having had a girlfriend i mean he's a good looking lad she's good looking uh they just seem to be kind of well made for each other don't they and you know in terms of they look great together but also just their personalities seem to gel quite nicely and yeah i mean they're straight in aren't they and i guess if we're to believe what adam's saying he's experiencing these love feelings for the first time and yeah, I, these are the only couple, I think, Chris, that have got a chance. I I do, honestly, I'm with you on that. I think they look great together. I think they speak nicely to each other. There is a, you can see there's an affection there. And there is chemistry, Dave. You know, they both look stunning. You know, he's a great looking guy. He's got the body, he's a bodybuilder, everything. She's got a great body. You know, they, they look aesthetically together. They just look compatible and everything about them is nice. I mean, I think her mum's a problem. Without a doubt, a mum. Oh I'm, I'm not feeling a mum at all. However, his dad was nice. <laughs> a mum. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> she could be the thing that she could be the reason that they don't stay compatible. Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I think she's over it. To be honest, I, I think she was a bit shocked when uh when she got told about the whole married at first sight thing so she gave her daughter you know a bit of a frosty reception there didn't she and then adam got a proper grilling from her at the wedding um <laughs> and i think taya was was a little bit embarrassed about it but i kind of think she's probably got it out of her system now so they've been on the honeymoon um she'll have watched you know, the uh, the mum will have watched the footage and everything, and they do genuinely seem quite good together. Chris, did you know there's like a, you know, after sun for Love Island? Yeah. They're doing a similar thing now for Married at First Sight. So it's called Married at First Sight Afters. So I don't, I assume you've not caught it, but I did catch a bit, and her mum was on there, and she did seem to have thawed a little bit. Ah, well, well, actually, Dave, I did catch about 15 minutes of it and turned it off 
because I thought it was <laughs> yeah, fucking it was terrible. It was not good to be it fair. It was awful. <laughs> we had the oh, no. I mean, you know, Love Island After Sun has good episodes, but it also has some bad ones. But they had like these. You know, when you get these people and they go, "He's a comedian or she's a comedian." And they sit there trying to crack jokes on this format. And I was like, I mean, Sam look at each other going, this is shit. And it went, yeah, none of these people are funny whatsoever. And that presenter, obviously, she's a Northern lass, proper Northern accent, Dave. She's, she's, I've seen her on a few programs before, pretty girl. And I just felt the whole format, it seemed too forced. And I called out Laura Whitmore last, last week. I think this, I can't remember her name is. This girl's is better than Laura Whitmore, definitely, but she didn't have much to work with, Dave. The fucking audience would crap as well. So, yeah, <laughs> if you're really into it, then I'd I'd say if you really want to carry on the married at first sight thing, then watch it. But if not, don't fucking bother. It was uh, it was it was interesting anyway. However, Dave, I've got a theory. Okay, now reality radar on this, and I know you're going <laughs> to chat about this. We've had Nikita, who's been the ultimate bad girl from the minute the show started. The first couple of sentences of her talking, you could just tell she stepped off Geordie Shaw. She was just just that ladder thing to like 100. And she was just a whirlwind, and she has been, and she's been quite rightly thrown off. Paul sat her down and said, you've got to go. However, they kicked her off for inappropriate behaviour, but then they've had her on this fucking after sun thing, whatever it is, and, and she's been doing the rounds on the social media stuff. So she has gone and said about that. And we've called her saying she's a bit of a baddie. Jordan... He's definitely a baddie in my eyes, Dave. I'm not saying Alexis is completely scot-free, but I just think he is the crux in that relationship. He doesn't feel it, and he's really obnoxious to her. Morag, again, Luke and her, she, you know, she, she says to Luke she wants to stay, and baseball, basically character assassinates him for the whole speech and then goes, oh, by the way, I'm staying with you. Everyone's like, wow, she was horrible mm. to him. The baddie of this whole series for me, Dave, is someone who, in my eyes, has led that wannabe, fake, spoiled brat lifestyle. And these are my words, no one else. And that is Megan Dave, because she is horrid. I'm sorry. I think she's been brought up in a way that she's never been told no. She's come across really nice. And the more this goes on and the way she absolutely character assassinates poor Bob, it's just abuse. And I think she's horrid. And as a top it off, she's copped off with Jordan. And, and then she was still slagging Bob off just to justify her own actions, the little cheater. So mm. what do you think of that, Dave? I am not really going to disagree with anything that you've just said there. Again, you mentioned about Jordan gaslighting. I think she was gaslighting Bob. Yes. She was basically... You can see that probably Bob, you know, he might be a bit much. You know, he's had all the numbers, I think I said last week. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. excitable. And then, but she's just constantly chipping away at him. And even after that dinner party, when she's saying to him, like, oh, I don't even know who the real Bob is. And it's like, well, anytime we've seen him on the camera, He's pretty much been consistent, isn't he? He's yeah. like kind of wanting to be life and soul of the party. I actually really like his relationship with Adam. You know, Adam seems to warm to him quite a bit and gives him a bit of a G up when he needs it because she's just chipping away at him. She's just making him doubt himself. And it's like she's got all the answers. Yeah. And she's just fucking horrible. She's just absolutely horrible, Chris. And the fact that she did cop off with Jordan just makes it worse. But I think even with all the other stuff that we saw on camera, 
the way she was just constantly having a go at him, making up a reality. Like, she doesn't even fucking like him, but she keeps throwing out, like, breadcrumbs as if he's got a chance. Well, if you just change yourself, if you're not you and you're something that I want, maybe, you know, we'll have a chance with it. When she's just not fucking interested at all. And I actually thought it was really cringeworthy when everyone was turning up for the dinner party. Like, and she's like, are you in love? Not in love? Are you in love? Not in love? It's fucking weird. I don't know. Was she just really thirsty for camera time? It, I just found all, all of that behavior very odd. But she's not as smart as she thinks, is she, Chris? When fucking Jordan called it out. Now, you can say about Jordan and, you know, the way he's gaslighting Alexis is not good. He didn't have to say what he said, though. He didn't have to come clean. And you could see that he's got kind of a, um, I I might say, slightly misguided (laughs) view of, of, like, morals and things. But he did feel like he saw that, like, Megan was just taking the piss out of Bob there. And actually, what she, what he'd been told, what Jordan had been told about their relationship was all the problems were Bob's fault. Yeah. And so, you know, Megan is the one who, in this whole triangle or square relationship that you've got, I think Megan is the one who is sat there right in the middle with all of the knowledge about what's going on with Bob uh, and what's, you know, liking a bit of Jordan, telling Jordan what he wants to hear. And yeah, I just thought she came off horribly. And I was a bit, when it all came out, it was heartbreaking to see Bob, wasn't it? You know, he's just absolutely broken. He was so fucked off, you know, but then he's kind of (sighs) like, He's having a go at her, but like just he's trying to keep a lid on it. And then he goes, goes out. A few people go to like console him and stuff. But when she turns on the waterworks, he's still kind of there for her. He stood with her, you know, and he's oh, consoling he? her and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, just let her fucking deal with it. <laughs> let, yeah. She's made a bed. Let her fucking sleep in it. Exactly. And and even Jordan got his fucking handshake. He went, you're a fucking, you know, you're basically a twat, but I'm going to shake your hand because you're a stand-up guy for also giving me missus a little bit of tongue action. But I think... Well, no, we, for, for, for coming clean. No, I know, I'm joking. I'm joking. But you're right. <laughs> it, it was, it, he seemed to, like, forgive him in a way. And I was like, well, nobody... These two, look, Jordan's intentions are telling Bob were not for Bob singing. Jordan was just basically, he thought that he was getting off with Megan and they were going to become a couple. And as soon as Megan from nowhere decided to stay with Bob, exactly what you said. And I will say, and I don't like saying this about someone, Dave, but Megan thinks she's a 10 and she's about a five for me. And I think her attitude, she's about a one. She's terrible. She has such a high opinion of herself. And I think Bob, the way she looks at Bob, is like, you know, you peasant, you, you should be, you know, so oh, obsessed yeah. with me. She, she definitely... She, she, she sees yeah. Bob as a one or a two if we're going to start scoring people, but she honestly thinks she's a 10. There's nothing wrong with having self-confidence in yourself and believing that you are a 10, but not when you're being arrogant and just nasty. And the, the whole cheating thing, yeah, all right, it's not a, a, a big affair, but for the context of the of the TV show, for us, 
it's amazing. It's great to talk about. It's exactly what we need. But from a moral point of view, I'm out. She, she's just not a good person. And I hope she gets all the humble pie that she can have over the next couple of episodes because she deserves to, because Bob deserves so much more. And you're right, he's hyperactive. He is a bit thingy, but he wears his heart on his sleeve and he was buying into all that. And if he doesn't pull that up... If they were still together, he's going to live a dog's life because everything that's wrong in their relationship will be his fault every single time. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. I just hope that he he just stays clear of her. Yeah. Um, because I, I what I suspect is going to happen, Chris, because they have to stay. Bob and Megan said they were going to stay, and I think the rules of the, the show are they're going to stay now for an extra week. Yeah. Whereas Alexis said she was going to leave. So Jordan has to go. So that whole affair, potential affair thing is, is out of the way. I think she might just say to Bob about how she regrets it all. And, you know, she's sorry about it. And then Bob will buy it. I think. And then, you know, he'll try and he'll try and rescue it. And and I just I don't see it going well though. I just no. think you know my red flags were up when you when we spotted her brother was from Single Town. And it's like, aye aye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they these aren't just here for the right reasons, as they say, Chris. Um you know, are these just a, a family that, you know, have figured out that they can get a little bit of reality TV fame and everything points towards that. You know, she hasn't uh, so-called had a boyfriend before as well, but unlike Adam, where you're like, why have you not had a girlfriend? You kind of, you, you see how Megan is behaving and you're like, well, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. I think she wants <laughs> something to put up with that shit. Exactly. And and you're right. And I think what she the person she wants isn't out there. I mean, at least Nikita wanted the rock, Dave. You know, like that's basically I don't know what Megan's idea is. Nikita also, she's a fucking nightmare, right? You know, you wouldn't want to be at a dinner party, would you, where she has more than a glass of prosecco because you're like, oh well, it is it is a hundred percent inevitable. This is gonna kick off in some way. But she kind of wears a heart on her sleeve, so you can kind of appreciate that. That at least you know she's not going to go whispering uh, in dark corners, kind of thing. She's not going yeah. to be completely snaky, and that for me is what uh, that is what Megan did. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's why I think I've got I'm more up on Megan being the baddie. And Dave, look, when we did Love Island, I don't know how you feel about this. Nothing we're talking about is brilliant, but when this finishes on a Thursday. I'm gutted there's not another episode at the moment. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> with Love Island, you get to Friday and I'm like, fuck, fuck for that. Where's the fucking Prosecco and Jack Daniels? I've had enough of this this week. But I'm not, I mean, it sounds like proper don't. I love Love Island, but it, it's just, this has been a breath of fresh air for me. This last two weeks, and we're going into week three, and I cannot wait. I mean, it's going to be on. It's nine o'clock on Monday, and I am all over it, Dave. This episode that we're recording will be out just before then, but... It's just been great, the response on social media. And what I'm getting at is, Dave, I've been watching Ready to Mingle, and it's fucking rubbish, Dave, to be honest. I've watched it, 
And it's, it's watchable. There's been a couple of bits in it where, like, a little bit of drama. But it's basically, the more, and Sam and Sam keeps telling me off, by the way, every time I say this, that I'm stealing her, uh, you know, little, when she's watching some observations and that. But she's right. It's like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but with the twist of the girlfriends are also there. You know, and The Bachelor and Bachelorette, where they pretend they're single just to get the careers up and all. And we've heard about people who've rumours that he's already in a relationship and all this. But this... This ready to mingle, it's just not, it's too polished. It's sort of like the circle, things like that. So, yeah, I've just not felt it, Dave. But anyway, that's just my opinion. I'm still there. I'm still watching it every night. We've watched some of the extras as well. And it's just not a patch on Married at First Sight. So, as always, guys, if you want to contact us on social media at CD Reality Cast, if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. Uh, and also, big thank you as always to our great friend Charlene over on Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. Get over there, guys. Join the chat. We have some great people watching all the shows that we love. Um, and big thanks to Michelle Jordan as well from BBC Radio Berkshire. She's had us on every week for the last few weeks talking. We've been talking about Married at First Sight, ready to mingle. So hopefully we're back on there this week. Well, big thanks, Michelle. And our roll call of honour for our patrons today is... Lucy, Helen, Charlotte, Brianna, Jacqueline, Noreen, Claire, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Ed, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Lucky Lily Green, and Kent Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. And thanks to everyone who supported us on Patreon. We really, really appreciate all your support over the last few months. And thank you for supporting us. That's Chris and Dave's reality TV cast on Patreon. So, Mr. Horrocks, I will see you next time. Thanks very much, Chris. Bye now.